Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals and in sacrifice, you have elected this. Live from Mad Rivers Boulevard, it's Paul and Ray! Hi, Z. Hi, Z. If you've got your headphones on, I'm so sorry. Hello, Rachel. Hi. You're looking a little tired but beautiful. Yeah, I'm a bit sleepy today. You're just, you know, you're just running all over the place. I know. about as you just told me. My great issue has always been that I spin too many plates. I've done it for as long as I can remember. I'm the kind of person that as soon as things go quiet somewhere, I start something up somewhere else. I'm always at uni. I'm yeah. always doing a course. I'm always starting to try and get a new job somewhere, doing something else, and it's official. I've taken too f***ing much on. So uh, what will be the process of pairing things back? What what do you decide? Do you turn around and just go, what am I enjoying versus, you know, kish cash? What, what do you do? How, what is the life gold panning technique? Well, you see, the issue is that it becomes a bit of a process of killing your babies. Oh, 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 uh, <laughs> oh uh, well, we could go in lots of different ways with this, but okay. You know, you love them all. Yes. In an interesting way, each of them brings you something good and something you enjoy. So your life is the one child policy? <laughs> I've so got... China's one, so you have to. Yes. Can we not say kill, can we say give away? Give away. Put in a basket? Put in a basket. Send somewhere else? I have to I start adopting out my babies. There we go. Is what I need to do. Yeah, I need free puppies. Yes. Just put them out in the front of your house. Free stuff for your life. Free puppies. I have to work out which of mummy's babies aren't really pulling their weight. Oh, you know? Oh. Uh, <laughs> Don't look at me when you say that. I've got to say, you know, you just look at me with this. Which of mummy's babies aren't? And she didn't even blink, people. You need to help me. What can so I do? I, I need to find out which of the babies aren't pulling their weight and I need to adopt them out. So welcome to the final Paul and Rach podcast. <laughs> No, this isn't a baby that's going. This is the you will you will hold this. This is a baby I'm holding. You will smuggle up. I will smuggle. I will snuggle. (laughs) This is a baby I'm holding on to. I just need to work out which uh, of the babies I'm going to kill off. But the one of the babies, okay, send to boarding school. Very well. Very impressive. The other baby that's not going to go to boarding school is the Today Show, and I just wanted to give you what might be the final update on the Channel 9 car park. No, hang on. We're going to tease this out. (laughs) Oh, sorry. But when you say final, (laughs) is it good news? I want to say yes, but it's not. Oh. So, so Ginge didn't pass on the message from last week? Ginge didn't pass on the message, and here is the whole area about why I didn't want to be presumptuous in the first place, because I turned up to the car park with such a sense of anticipation. Thinking, is this the, is this the breakthrough? I even oh. put the phone recorder on. Because oh. <laughs> I thought, this is a great bit of actuality. Yeah, I need yeah, to yeah. play this moment to the listeners. I can't just come back and say, he said flapjacks. I've got to play that moment of anticipation. <laughs> what about the flapjacks? Flapjacks. <laughs> okay, I haven't listened to it back. Should we listen to it live together? And yes. Okay, this is yes. what happened. Prepare to be underwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> We're turning left into the Channel 9 car park. Will we hear flapjacks? Yes. Hi, how are you? Damn it! No flapjacks! He just said hello. No, he's playing coy. 
Do you think? No, because he's just gone, I'm not going to play this flapjacks game. I enjoy the mystery. This is what I wondered. Yeah, are you? Come on, come on. No, no, I'll repump those tyres, baby doll. Is he playing hard to get? Absolutely. He's gone, I'm not going to give this away. <laughs> In three weeks, I'm not giving away the awesomeness of the security guard arc. Do you know what this is going to be? Now, in the business, this is what we call in radio a story arc, something that we drag out from episode to episode. Is this going to be a story arc that we talk about every single podcast for the next three years? I think the theme for this segment is, this is the song that Please say flapjacks. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Rach, big week next week. What's happening? Big week next week. Vegas, Vegas, Vegas. What goes on tour stays on tour, except inside your conscience. Titties. <laughs> oh, yeah, so baby. many. So many. <laughs> oh, the round, the full, the teardrop. The whole range. Okay, talk us through what is already planned, because this is an entourage-style operation. Oh, hang on, actually. Itinerary. May I quote from an email that came out earlier today? Please do. Where, among other things, everyone's been given a code name. <laughs> There are, there are ten of us going, and all of us have been given a code name. What is your code name? Oh, the best man. Oh, come that's on. rubbish. That's not a code name. What's the be- who's got the best code name out of everyone? Well, the groom's referred to as The Meat. Oh, come on now. Okay, there's one called Don't Ask. There's The Captain, The Insider, Dolph, Freak, Whitesnake, Flog, and Show. Oh, wow. There is so much thought that's been put into this. I love it. Okay, I yep. haven't decided any of these. Okay, so good. I received an email from one of the looser members of the group. Great. This is the IT as currently reads, right? Okay. Um, first night, dinners and strippers. <laughs> okay, I, I would have thought that they would have just been copy and paste every single night after oh, I that. I would have just got Las Vegas. Yeah. Is, is, is that not an anagram of dinner and strippers? Exactly, yeah. I'm sure you can, yeah, there's you a thing in there somewhere. Um, now, I'm responsible for a night we're theming old Vegas, where everyone's going to wear a suit, tie, and we're going to go into, like, the old shitty casinos. Your George Hamilton style. Yeah, and yep. then go to dinner and strippers. Yeah. Okay, yeah, good. Um, <laughs> then there's a big club where oh dear. we've all had to stump up 800 bucks each. Oh, that's right. For the just, room to get a, just, just to get a room. Total cost $7,000. No. Total cost $7,000. What comes with that $7,000? The, the room. The room. No. The room. No dinner, no booze, no beers, no boobs. No nothing. ladies. Nothing. nothing. 700 to get in the room. An empty room. Uh, I, and you know I don't drink. <laughs> So yeah. there's going to be me spending 700 sitting there going, and if I can't smoke, I'm going to be oh, f***ing ropeable. You'll blow up Absol- deluxe. I'll be cranky So what, what? Hang on. If, if you've rented out the room, what makes this room so special? What, I don't know. Why don't you just go to the club? Well, see, I feel bad. I'm the best man. I should know all of this, right? Yeah. And, and it, look, to, you know, to the dear listeners, uh, you know, I'm being very specific here, mm. to the people who may listen to the podcast who are on, <laughs> on this trip, trip. Yes. it's a great idea. <laughs> But to everyone else, that's the part that I'm along for the ride. I'm there to go, you know what? I'm doing a bit of a... And you know what my whole attitude to this this week in Vegas is going to be? What? I'm taking a, a rage approach. Yes. Great. I'm just taking a yes approach. Great. Brilliant. Okay, you know, I mean, obviously there are limits. I have no plan on either dying or going to jail. Yes, yeah, yeah. But other yeah. than that, people go, you know what? Let's go zip lining across a canyon. Yes. Bang, I'm in. Yes. You know, let's do a pottery class. <laughs> yes. In the middle of a Bette Midler show. <laughs> Yes. 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 Say yes. yes. I mean, the only part of of the Bucks week that I am nervous about Mm -hmm. is there's a pool party. And, you know, it's one of these pay up front, get a cabana, beautiful people, pool party. (sighs) Now, this is great for what I imagine is nine blokes that all look all right with no shirt on. (laughs) I'm going to be their fat friend (laughs) 
Well, and you know how, what my social contribution is going to be? What? Anyone want a drink? <laughs> yeah. Because it's going to soak up a solid 40 minutes of me going over to some bar, standing there with all of these, you know, thin people, or yeah, thin Sheilas and blokes who look like condoms full of walnuts. Going, um, I'll have uh, a Stella, um, a daiquiri. <laughs> Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. I put a little Facebook post up on our Facebook page for a Friday flashback of you and I in the glorious city of Los Angeles. Yes, loved it. When you and I went down Hollywood Boulevard and we got arm the little... Arm in arm. Arm in arm. Thank you. Arm in arm. And Don't we got... forget the details. <laughs> it's a very special memory for me. It was a very special memory. And we got the little fake star the, on Hollywood Boulevard. Correct. And you know, we earned that. We did. We did. And we even asked for a little radio symbol and they put the radio symbol they on. put the radio symbol on, then you sit down, they do a photo, it looks like you got a star on Hollywood Boulevard. And obviously, I had to sit on one side because Rachel's got a good song. <laughs> True. I had to sit over, and that's when she had longer hair. So, oh, just the carry-on. <laughs> the carry-on was ridiculous. She had a terrorist scarf on. <laughs> oh. You uh, loved that terrorist scarf, didn't you? This I did. The, the, the black and white sort of uh, check number. You loved it. Oh, it looks beautiful. looks great. But you loved it as a look. I was flicking through some of those old photos of us to get a Friday flashback photo, and A, we looked about five years old. Correct. How much have we aged Correct. in the last six years? Correct. But B, I just look like a homeless person. Hey, don't say that. That. I was dressing in clothes that, I mean, no, I don't know who little, they fit. No, that was back in your genie pants era. That's when you did love it. You loved a genie pant. You loved a white, not low cut, but, you know, like a there was a clear... A V-neck or something. In, in, in the T-shirt. Throw on a, a scarf around it, those big black glasses and... But here is my problem with, ready to roll. with 90% of my wardrobe is that it always looks better in the change room than it does in real life. Yeah. I, I think that there's probably three items of clothing in my wardrobe that consistently I go, yeah, they look okay. Everything else never looks as good as it did in the change room. I'm like that with shoes and with pants. Like mm. Shoes and pants. And obviously, you know, having guts, it's hard to, to get shirts. So I am now sort of starting to travel into the uh, made-to-measure. Oh, what, you're getting it actually? Occasionally, yeah, the business shirts, they've got to get done up. And as for the, the casual wear, I'm now perhaps at a point of self-loathing. I'm just at the, you know, loose polo and pair yeah. of jeans and that's me locked off, done. But the reason that I bring it up is when I posted on our Facebook page, one of the lovely ladies we used to work with at Triple M, Alexis, oh. posted up a post to say, oh, you know, great to see you, Mad Rooters, and said, I'm doing something in celebration of this photo. Now, the something that she was doing was something that I had completely forgot about that used to drive me crazy Boom. about you. Boom. No. Boom. Boom. That's the sound of Paulie doing spider Man uh, hands. hands. <laughs> it wasn't the Spider Man hands. That sound was effects. annoying. It was. <laughs> it was annoying. What you used to do that drive me drove me crazy. Alexis said, "Great to see you guys. I'm going to pour a glass of water into the bin to celebrate." <laughs> Yeah, I used to have the giant Adelaide Rams cup, I think it yeah. was. Get halfway through and then bang, straight into the bin. And you and I used to come to blows about this all the time because I don't know how many times I would say, yes, it is a garbage bin, but there is absolutely zero place for liquid in that garbage bin. You cannot pour a glass of water that you no longer want yeah, but, into the bin. Yeah, but the garbage, which was also paper, would absorb it. No, it, it never absorbed oh, it. Well, hey, every time I turn up the next day, dry garbage bin was there. <laughs> That's because the poor cleaner had to come out and no, every single no, time... garbage fairy. <laughs> want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au.
Now, Rach, I know the feedback to last week's podcast that was, you know, quite newsy, mm. was absolutely positive. Yes. Um, you know, I think we, for about two hours, we went to the top of the iTunes charts because everyone hit that five-star button, and I do appreciate it. Yeah. Keep doing it. Go back and keep doing it and write comments, and we'll love you forever. Give us a review. And good on the people who jumped on Twitter and said, oh, yeah, you inspired me. I went off and I did a review for my favourite potties. So, God love you. You all look wonderful in jeans. Yes. And now, to celebrate, his Rach and I picking up a pen. <laughs> I've pulled something. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Interesting you mentioned the Flashback Friday. Mm. How is this different than from the Throwback Thursday, the... Tune Back Tuesday, yeah, used to be Way Back Wednesday. Wednesday. You know, all of this. Yeah. Is, is, is there one official day of remembrance on the internet? No, no. I literally, It's literally just something I did once and people seem to dig seeing old photos of us. And, okay, here is my classic social media strategy. I think, gee, that works well, and then I don't do it again for three years. <laughs> How many followers do we have on Twitter? Uh, not that many because yeah, yeah. we never tweet. But haven't you noticed that I've taken – I've started to move right away from the Twitter because yeah. neither of us ever tweet. I feel like we're keeping it there and the off chance that we might need it again at it, one point. It may be needed for corporate reasons. It may we're be needed. Squatting. We're squatting in the Paul and Rage Twitter account. To be honest, though, I can't keep up with social media. You're a very good tweeter, but, mm. you know, you have a significant number of followers that kind of justifies the constant tweet. But also, you know, I keep bouncing back about how mouthy I should be on Twitter. So say mm. on, on, on the TV show Facebook page, all opinion, sharp opinion, aggro opinion, I'm trying to turn the personal one from not just Bill Shorten blah, 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 um, to a little more, hey, I read this today, I read that today. But the difficult thing is, I have this very poorly updated blog called The Allergy Kid. Now, there's a part of me in my process of going to different conferences and stuff that wherever it is talking about this social media presence. And can I just say, I was stopped all weekend, all weekend. Can I get Rachel's business card? Why can't I get <laughs> what a great? But once you said this, all I got asked about all weekend from people, including the Channel Nine car park bloke who doesn't want to own up that he listens. He's, can I get a Can I get a card? There he is. After you took one, ninety nine sitting at home. I can gladly give out. Good. Good. <laughs> I've got nowhere else to put them. So the thing about this is that there's a part of me that's built a tiny little following on Twitter on my personal Twitter that I, you know, and I'm very bad at this kind of stuff. But I've got a good sort of, you know, decent number for somebody who doesn't tweet very much. And I think to myself, the idea of now starting up a new one, because can I be effed going back to zero and yeah, starting yeah, yeah. off? But also, let's be honest, and, and I love this thing on Twitter, and you see this all the time with people, is that people who are, they want to be famous or they're on their way to being famous or they're starting a blog, and there's like a classic TV blogger who did this, where basically you hit up everyone who's famous and say something nice about them, so then they follow you back. Yeah, right. You know, this is this is the classic way to build following. Mm. But I, and I have talked about this before, but what does shit me about the Twitter world now is the loss of the Follow Friday. Because people used to share. Mm. They used to share. Mm. But now it's mine and I'm not moving and these are my people and you can't have them. It is a very... Um... So I'm suggesting Flapjack Thursday. <laughs> but that doesn't have any same letters. Well, that's the point. Because it's for the uneven. <laughs> I hope when we say this, people still remember what flapjacks are. Yeah, uneven tits. <laughs> Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Rach, just one more thing on the bucks. I'm not rubbing it in for everyone, but I'm going to Vegas for a week and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> 
<laughs> is the way the group has communicated is via one of those, you know, sort of messaging apps. Group messages. Yeah, well, you know, like the... What, WhatsApp. What, yeah, WhatsApp, mm-hmm. those sorts of things. Now, this is great if you want to get a quick message out saying, hey, everyone, don't forget, Tuesday, 1 o'clock, be at this thing. But some people, mm. oh, they love it. Oh, yeah. 26 <laughs> messages Today. It's the equivalent of being in one of those Facebook group conversations, only there isn't an opt-out button. Well, well exactly, because the opt-out in this is f*** you. Yeah. I'm not sounding that to the fellas, but what's broken in me, Rach? Because I have realised, as you know, as I now am on the path to 40. God. Yeah. Wow. Actually said it. I think we all agree 40 is proper adult, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't display any of those signs. I'm not going to change. You and I will be exactly as we are when we're doing this mm-hmm. podcast at 2CH. Yeah. When we're doing <laughs> mid-dawns at 2CH. Yeah. In a few years' time. Nothing yeah. about us is easy listening, but I think we'll be able to find our way into the format anyway. I'm looking forward to Rachel's story time. And now, Ingleworld Humperdoo. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, is mm. so I'm starting to realise, okay, there's things about the world that shit me. And they've shit me because either it's what a lot of people do or what the majority of people I interact with do. And I'm starting to say, rather than just deride it, I, do I have to say, is there something wrong with me mm. that I'm not doing what everyone else is doing? What is with the verbal diarrhea mm. in the group message? Okay, there are a few things that we can delve into here. The first is going back to that point of being able to leave the conversation. There should be an option on the old group message to do that. However, the problem with the leaving the conversation is even though I know once I've sent out a group message on Facebook and everybody that's read it has read it and doesn't need all of the replies anymore, there is still a part of me that gets genuinely offended when somebody leaves the group message. Ah. I can't help it. I can understand understand logically and practically that that is nothing against me. However, there is something when the little sign comes up and says, Paul Murray has left the conversation, I think to myself, that stings. Yeah, I must say, there was, uh, yeah, I'll dob myself in here. There was somebody I used to work with who I get along very well with, who doesn't share my politics, Mm -hmm. who unfollowed me on Twitter. And I have that unfollow me app where you can just check Uh. how many people got rid of you and I noticed their name come up. It ruined me. Oh, for yeah. Because I've what? What? Why, why can't you just mute me? Why do you? And I've gone, when did I become this child? I don't know why you went into that, dipped your toe in that pool of trying to find out who unfollowed you. I feel like that's an area that doesn't need to be sought well, out. Even worse, how many people do you reckon, Facebook, Twitter, all the rest, have hit that, you know, no more in my timeline, just that thing. Oh, so yeah. I get this feeling there's a lot of people who I think I'm friends with, mm. but I'm not. It's mm. just, I just push it out into the ocean and nothing happens. There's also nothing more disappointing than, because I don't look at other people's Facebook pages very often. However, the odd occasion that I have, and I think once I checked somebody and I realised it was the only it was the first time I'd ever checked them, but it was clear that I was on limited profile. Oh you know when they yeah. tell that say that you can only view limited elements of their profile and I yep. thought, well that is a blow I don't think I'm gonna get over. Why don't I deserve everything? Exactly. I thought, what is it about me that you don't want me to see this? It was very Could it distressing. Be that you haven't spoken in five years? It's potentially that. <laughs> It's potentially that. But the other thing that I will say about the WhatsApp group message, that is a trap for young players and a warning to all, or alternatively, just my boyfriend trying to cover his tracks. Oh, hang on. Apparently, in the WhatsApp group message, because he has a group message of a group of blokes of his um, that where they go out to dinner once a month and they always do the same. And they send pornography to each other send for the rest of the month. Let's be straight. Exactly. So the issue is... 
that WhatsApp, when you read a message and you look at the photo, you don't actually have to press save image. It just immediately saves that image to your camera roll. What? Yes. So every photo that is posted on Yes. That, you're kidding. So really? when, when your loved one goes through your phone oh, and he's like... On. Why are you doing that? <laughs> what do you mean? Are you going through his phone? No, I'm not going through his phone. He actually issued a preemptive strike and said to me that he'd gone through his phone and seen that all of these photos from his WhatsApp message were in his fo- camera roll. Has it happened? It's happened. It, wow. <laughs> yeah. Those two girls, I did not see that image. <laughs> exactly. Two ladies, one smacking the other on the bottom and one holding a bottle of vodka. So can- I'm not putting that on my phone when my missus in the middle of the night is going to reach over and go, I'm just checking the time. Can what, you... for 40 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Rach, I rediscovered one of the great snacks of this world. What? Chocolate Sultanas. Oh, oh, yeah. How long... I mean, can you have a chocolate Sultana yep. without breaking out in hives? The only thing I can have is a, a dark chocolate raisin. Oh. <laughs> which is... Which How can you even be... See, why do you do this to yourself? Like the faken, like the almost food, but chocolate... Oh, I, I receive them and very cute. My little nephews, oh, so so cool. And they're teenagers now, and they're about to drive, and it's weird. Mm. But they have always given me for Father's Day an Uncle's Day present. How cute! And the Uncle's Day present every year has been food. Well, yeah, but has always been chocolate sultanas. Ah, and cute. For Twelve months. I forget about the existence of chocolate sultanas until I get these. Oh yeah, because it's the sweetness of something that you could pretend is healthy mixed with the secret of chocolate. Is that how it's you've like deluded the cherry yourself? Ripe exactly. That I've been able to bullshit to my. Oh no, it's not. It's not as bad. Yeah. It's not like you know a, a, a flake. I mean, that's clearly <laughs> fake. But there's there's fruit in this. Yes. Surrounded by milk. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Did you see that boy in the uh, in Taiwan that had the $2 million painting accident? I've heard about this, but tell me more. Tell me okay. more because I'm very sketchy. This is the great fear of my life. This kid was wandering through an art gallery and there was a, to be honest, not enough of a distance between this $2 million painting and the rope, but there was basically a raised area and then a rope and this kid tripped over the corner of the raised area and went Fist first <laughs> into the two million dollar painting. It bangs yeah, through. he's fallen over fist first. The footage shows him getting up, looking at the painting, looking around to see if anybody <laughs> noticed, looking back to the painting, and then a fairly distressed art gallery worker coming over and going to get somebody to help. That now everything's covered by insurance and all those kind of things, so you don't have to pay. But honest to God, I don't think I could physiologically deal with that moment of shame. What would you do? Would you just fall into like, oh, 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 I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I'll work it off in the kitchen. Like, would you just be offering anything? Here is an indication of how I would deal with that. That is trip over, smash through a $2 million painting and deal with the consequences. When I was in year one, I came out... Little little Red Corvette. Little Red Corvette. I came out to Little Lunch early. You came out in... (laughs) I walked out to Little Lunch early. Okay, so you came out in year one. No. Don't turn my words. You just said, did you not say, okay, can I just trust you, please? (laughs) I came out in year one. That's all I heard. I walked out into the playground in year one. Okay. And there was a kindergarten orientation day. Words are weapons, right? (laughs) Okay. And I saw a table full of biscuits and cordial. 
<laughs> that were there for the kindergarten orientation people. And I, being the first person into the playground, thought, oh, this free play lunch. So I went up and I took a cookie and I had a glass of cordial and then a teacher came out and said, they're not for you, they're for the kindergarten kids. And I hid in the cubby house in the playground for the rest of the day. I was so... Sweetie. I was so embarrassed and terrified that I wouldn't come out. I didn't want anybody to see me and I didn't want anybody to know that I'd taken a biscuit and a cordial. So can you imagine what would happen? A $2 million painting. If I put my fist through a $2 million painting? I'm not joking. My reaction as a kid would have been, so what? Them. Really? I was around, Whatever, I'm going to have it. I was, yeah, I was one of those kids. How did we end up friends? That's the point. <laughs> Get the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. You know the great facts of our time? Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> My hat just blew off and I didn't have one on. Is seeing a puddle on the side of the road and driving right through it and drenching pedestrians. Correct. For those of you not in the glorious town of Sydney, there was a monumental... It does rain in other places. I know, but the other day there was a monumental out-of-nowhere storm that resulted in hail. I mean, it was one of those things where I walked out of a building and I was like, where is Noah and when is he picking me up? It was one of those days where you walk out and say, God is displeased. With something. God's like something. He's turned around and maybe he's just gone, you know what, you people with your... Cat videos on Channel 7. Yeah, done with it. I smite you. Yeah. You just have a sense that God, you know, sometimes when he's doing the rain thing, he's kind of like making his hands go jiggling, doing the rain. He's like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But this is the kind of rain that you feel like he's going, at the same time that he's doing his hand He's had a fight with Mrs. God. Exactly. And he's just walked in, and this is his equivalent of kick the cat. That's it, right? You walk out and you just think, this is an inexplicable amount of rain. Like, I don't know how there can be that much water in the clouds that that much is coming down. And then the hail started. It's like like rainforest rain. You know, that that weird stuff. You're somewhere else and go, how can it be that thick? Yeah, it's like a waterfall, Mm. you know? And you just think, how is this happening? A Norska ad. A Norska ad, exactly. So So you were wearing nothing. And wearing nothing. And for some reason, <laughs> slope. Except Norska. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so I've walked out and we're standing, I'm standing on the side of the road and there's clearly a massive puddle oh, no. and I'm, I'm right back up against the building as far as I can get back, but there is nowhere else to go and I'm standing under the awning to try and wait because I've got to cross at the lights. And this car makes an absolute point of turning the corner as close to the curb as humanly possible and I get... Head to toe drenched. Look, I apologise, I didn't see you. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrache.com.au. I'm concerned about my conversational skills. Oh, hang on, why? What, this late into a podcast? (laughs) I know, right? You you know, your ability to string a sentence together has somewhat paid for a house. If only I had the ability to edit real-life conversations. Correct, correct. (laughs) Uh, I've realised I don't listen to a f***ing word people say. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, it's really starting to become a problem. I, at the time... I'm genuinely interested in what you have to say. I will ask you things. I'm engaged. I'm involved. I want to know when you tell me something. I'll pick up on that. I'll ask you something. I'll get all the information. I'll be interested. I'll come back at you with something. I'm on board. And then the minute we leave, I completely forget everything. And then I come back and I meet you the next time. And I go, oh, so, uh, and you mentioned something. I say, oh, do you did you get a new job? Yeah, we talked about that for 45 minutes last time we were together. I can't lie. I'm completely with you. My brain at times, and certainly in conversation... My brain at times is a little bit like, you know those cameras at JB Hi-Fi when you pick them up and you, you want to have a look at what the new Canon's like? And it takes a photo and you see the photo and then there's no memory card. <laughs> 
yeah. at all. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. God, I read a devastating story online. I literally only read the heading and I already knew the pain. Welcome to your world. The Paul Murray world of research. The heading was Sydney investor knocks out Melbourne bidders after viewing property on FaceTime. What? This I understand. This is what you're up against now. This is what we're up against. Bathroom, toilet. To be honest, I've spoken a little bit this about this before. I've written articles about it. The Australian property market is a punish, and anybody who's gone out to auctions We've will. Sung that for a while. What, what a, a punish! Pun. Anybody who's been out to auctions will understand that there are a whole bunch of things that really piss you off. For example, the people that just start the opening bid at sixty thousand dollars above asking price, like they're not even going to try and get it for cheaper. Yeah, and you just turn around and you go, oh, "I'm packing up my trestle table and yeah, I'm gone." Exactly. Thanks. You're like really great idea came and registered for a bidding number uh, because I haven't even been able to raise my hand. But the most Correct. painful bid of all is the bid that comes from a person on the phone. They can't be f- to even turn up, Correct. you know? This is such a low on the list of priorities investment that they haven't even seen it. It's so frustrating, but now I think... Even though there is a part of you that would sort of maybe suggest that somebody going on FaceTime is probably better than somebody just turning up and ha- being on the other end of the phone, I actually think it's more of a f*** you. Oh, absolutely. Seeing somebody actually going around just on the other end of a phone, looking around. I mean, I've had mates of mine before that, you know, when you say your partner goes away and they're in a hotel room or they're in a place and they go, let me show you where I am. You can never see it. No, you can't we- make hide nor hair of it. I mean, really, it t- seems to me like a token gesture from the person on the other end of the phone. If that's your bidding, you're going, you know what, let me have a look at it by FaceTime. You were going to buy it without seeing it anyway. What a slap in the face. Correct. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Now, Rach, the Ashley Madison nonsense rolls on um, with a pretty dark story today that oh. there is a cop in Texas <sighs> who has killed himself oh. after his details were published by the hackers. Mm. Now, we've also seen in the past week the Fairfax press particularly focusing on this many cheaters in Sydney and this many cheaters, and we did the list last week, you know, all of this, all of this mm-hmm. breakdown information that's around there. Yep. Now, I get it. If this bloke was cheating, the guilt associated with it, rah, 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 but can we all agree, whatever moral high ground may have existed for the hackers, it's now a little out of control. Oh, yeah. Do you feel that it's a bit out of control now? Yeah. It's interesting, actually. The other thing that came out this week was that the guy, his name is Josh Duggar, I think, and he's one of the members of the family on the American reality show 19 and Counting. You sent me this. Yes. You sent me this. So he is basically one of the guys who's been revealed to have been on the Ashley Madison website, and he is from a heavily Christian family who wanders around talking to everybody about family values and telling everybody how disgusting and disgraceful they are and then all of a sudden he's cheating on his wife. Yeah, but the greatest act of hypocrisy is that he wasn't doing it on Christian Mingle. (laughs) I mean, there is a website specifically for people of faith. Exactly. He didn't even put his real photo up there. He got a fake photo of some other DJ from the US which, PS, the way that he actually got that guy's photo to put on his profile was by googling random guy. (laughs) And it just happened to be an American DJ who's apparently mildly famous. But the other thing about the whole Ashley Madison thing that I wrote about during the week was that it really highlights that we are so lazy we can't even be bothered cheating properly anymore, you know? 
whatever happened to the days of a confusing office relationship where, you know... Friendship you, that made a mistake. Exactly, where you wrestled with it for months, where you were trying not to be in the same room, where you were getting sleepless nights, where you were trying to avoid being in the coffee room with them together until eventually at the Christmas party you get drunk and make a terrible mistake. Or conversely, you know, you sort of go out of your way to make sure your parts accidentally knock into each other. Yeah, there was a whole bunch Allegedly. of... Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> there was a whole bunch of effort that went into cheating hmm. that just is no longer there anymore, yeah. you know? Now you're just creating a profile and going and actively seeking it out. You're so right. We, we don't put effort into the little things anymore. Sure, I don't want us to go back to uh, to gas lanterns and, you know, hand-turned furniture, mm-hmm. although if you're into the hand-turned furniture, fantastic. But I want a world where cheating is old school mm-hmm. and you are the one who does the reverse parking. You don't press a button and it parks for you. If you can't park the damn car, (laughs) you shouldn't be allowed to drive the damn car. Get the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Might potentially have a mildly racist segment idea. Oh, well... (laughs) Let's get into it. Title. I thought you were going to get into that when we were talking about property auctions. No. <laughs> no. I was waiting for that. I think I did a good job. You did very well yeah. suppressing your... <laughs> the new segment I'm going to suggest is only in Asia. Let's go there. Okay. South- I was just trying to think, not that theme song, not that theme yeah. song, not that theme song. So let's just simply say... Only in Asia. I think it's best if we steer clear of the music. I did work on a a radio show at one point which wasn't particularly known for its racial sensitivity Mm. and they did decide to do a segment that was based around Thailand but they always played Chinese music because they didn't know the difference. It was a simpler time. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Only in Asia. Only in Asia. I wanted to have a word about the South Korea North Korea tensions. Well, Rachel Corbett. <laughs> the thing that in particular that struck me about these tensions, and there was a moment there this week where we thought the South Korea and North Korea were going to go to war, but the issue and the thing that really I enjoyed about this story was the way that South Korea protested and showed their anger towards North Korea, and that was just to set up some really f-ing loud speakers and blast South Korean K-pop into North Korea. Brilliant. Every war should be fought this way. Imagine which Western musical act do you think just would get ISIS to drop their guns and run the other way? I feel like something that celebrates the ability of women to do something other than nothing. Um, I don't know. (laughs) Sisters are doing their fall hams Bingo. Okay, we're out. Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. I stayed in an Airbnb apartment recently Mm -hmm. and there was something, while it was a delightful place, looked really lovely, there was a decor decision that I felt was a little unfair. What, the sex week? (laughs) No, not... Thought it was a little presumptuous that the owner was in it? (laughs) (laughs) They'd been heavy on the white everywhere. The shabby chic. The issue was that all of the upholstery was white, mm. the mats in, like we had a little carpet in the kitchen was white, so I felt like 90% of my time was spent trying not to spill anything. Oh, the green water! The green chlorophyll. Now, usually, if you carry a bottle of water around somebody else's house and have a few sips, you've got no drama at all. What I have here is an absolute disaster waiting to happen in an environment that is entirely upholstered in white. You know, the funny thing is, when you 
you're talking about B&B and you know, weekends away and all the rest of it. I don't know why. I can't go to the Blue Mountains without thinking of you going to the Blue Mountains with a previous partner. What? There's, there was, I, I'm, I'm trying not to put a name on it, but there was a previous partner and you were quite excited about going to the Blue Mountains and you rented a place and there was a fireplace and all the rest. Remember, you yeah. showed me the photos in the studio. For some reason, every time I go over the Blue Mountains, all I can think about instantly is you hanging out, not doing anything freaky. Yeah, because I didn't get... There wasn't like I spent no, no, the whole no, no, day no. talking about details. But for, some, for some reason, you know when you just associate someone with something, it's like as if you got married there. It is the weirdest thing. It was one weekend a couple of blokes ago. Yeah. like And a few years ago. But for some reason, inextricably linked in my brain. Here's a question for you that's interesting about this. We so, have a segment for that, by the way. <laughs> Questions for Paulie. Thank you. The Asian Sanctuary Edition. <laughs> This guy, I remember exactly the trip you're talking about. Now, this guy and I found a great stays accommodation that I really loved. Awesome place. Mm. Here is my issue that has haunted me for days since. Each subsequent bloke, I love a Blue Mountains trip. Absolutely love it. That's that's right in the block hole. If you want to impress our Corbet, serve it up, suggest it, and if you suggest it, straight to the front of the queue you Bingo. go. Love it. However, my issue is this. Can you go back to an apartment that you rented with a new boyfriend when you have basically had sex in it with an old boyfriend? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, right. There's nothing weird about that. That. Well, and not for him. But you, but the whole thing is, you get to be a, a local going, you know, what a great place. There's a great coffee shop just up around the corner, and the guy's all impressed with how much you know it until he realises that there's a Rachel-sized groove in the bin. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Rach, the ad rage du jour as we sit down to record the potty here is there is a high school in Sydney that's decided to show a to all of the kids, uh, all, all of the girls at this high school, a documentary about gay parenting, mm-hmm. right? Now, this has got a lot of people up in arms and all the rest of it. Now, look, I don't care about the movie bit. I don't care about the teaching people that there are such things as gay parents. Fine, fair, I don't care. But the bit I do care about is... Children are encouraged to wear purple. So not just sit, learn, but also sit, learn, activist thing. Why is purple the colour of gay I don't know. parents? I don't, I don't know. And while we're parents. at it, I've never understood the rainbow thing either. Like, I yes. get that it's, you know, inclusive. You know the funny thing about the rainbow flag, just going back to stories about my ex-boyfriend, which seems to be the theme of today's podcast. Uh, and a connection to the gay community. Please, continue. So, so the ex-boyfriend of mine that used to work at Balmoral Boat, shed, mm. his boss had no idea that the rainbow flag was associated oh. with the homosexual community <laughs> uh, and found it in a shop, like a giant rainbow flag, because basically he wanted to draw attention to the boat shed to make sure that people <laughs> knew it was there. So he found this ginormous <laughs> rainbow flag and hoisted it up the flagpole at Balmoral Boat Shed Fantastic. and wondered why there were all these gay men coming in. Get <laughs> the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. And that's our little potty for this week. Thank you very much for listening. Now, uh, we will try and have some conversation between myself in Las Vegas and Rachel in Sydney, but, you know, technology, Let's slack ass, Paul Murray. Let's be honest. Next week's podcast will not be happening. Cause but, pe- hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why don't you know? Come on now. Uh, you know it's not going to happen. I'll we try. couldn't get you when you were on the Gold Coast. Um, we ain't going to get you when you're in Vegas. Well, we got you when you were in New York. Exactly. So you tried. Yes. Oh. Are you... Oh. What? <laughs> you, you say I don't try. <laughs>
<laughs> We're not going to have a podcast next week. But if we do, yes. you'll be surprised. I will, and it'll be a nice surprise. No, and fingers of, crossed, everyone. Of course, head to iTunes and um, give us a little comment in uh, or a rating. We would love it if you uh, threw a little comment down there. And we might start to do little shout-outs on those comments again because we had some excellent ones early on. Correct. Actually, that's it. If you leave a five-star and a comment, guaranteed shout-out, okay? Yeah. From this moment on, guaranteed shout-out sure. on the potty. Uh, and look, if I do happen to die in Vegas in any crazy, you know, over-the-top accident. It's what I would have wanted. Five stars and for you to review the podcast. <laughs> there you go. We've My got final a... wish from Beyond the Grave. Please send us a review. We've got to find a way to guilt people into reviewing the podcast every week. That'll be a new little thing for us to do. Right. <laughs> um, so it is time to wrap up the potty with Rachel's story time. Safe word this week is Vegas. 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 Lovely. Today's story is called Climb That Mountain. Oh, lovely. Oh, dear. After my girlfriend of two years dumped me, my mates decided to line me up a sure thing to lift my spirits. It was a nice thought, but they couldn't help but make it a bit interesting. The girl they lined up for me was over six foot tall, and I'm only a short ass. Still, it meant my eyeballs were about level with her tits, which was okay by me. What a gentleman. (laughs) What a gentleman. She was a semi-pro basketball player and fit as anything, with long blonde hair and legs up to her armpits and a real randy babe to boot no she wasn't <laughs> i hate that we've lost faith in these okay, stories sorry. Okay, from here on in it's back these are all real tale. no 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 i don't mean that we don't but uh, but we can't they're just getting so obviously not real you know well, to, to be honest the ones we were reading were from five years ago yeah that's true so that's there is true. a chance the publications have given up and they've run out of ideas she was pretty friendly and as we chucked down the beers and chatted i started to forget about my ex and began warming to the idea of knocking over this amazon Ooh. after we'd moved into the bourbons she started getting touchy feely and rubbing her hands up and down my thighs and grabbing my vagus as she <laughs> she could really handle her piss and as we boozed on i stared happily at her did i vagus tits before no no get okay it. tits she was keen for action and whispered in my ear that we ought to take it to the bedroom we still haven't had much vagus in no. here i stood up but the booze hit me all at once and i pretty much fell into her arms it didn't phase her and she bent down and hoisted me over her shoulders and half carried me half dragged me into the bedroom okay. she had to take off my pants for me after I got them stuck on my shoes. This is just sad. Wow. And then I face-planted on the floor while trying to undo her bra. She eventually lifted me up and dumped me on the bed and went to straddle me for a bit of Vegas action, and that's when I started snoring. Brilliant. <laughs> they're not even bothering to tell us. Now they're telling us about the ones that didn't happen? <laughs> the great roots that never happened. <laughs> See you next week or the week after. No, 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 no I'm going to do it. Come on now, you won't. See you the week after next. All right, I'll prove you wrong, hopefully. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach.